0: Good morning everyone and welcome to today's focus for Thursday, June the 29th, 2023 at 9:59 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus 10 things you should know about sanctification. Today's focus is 10 things you should know about sanctification. Now, right from the start, some of you are probably already laughing, like, really, he's going to cover 10 things about sanctification in one episode of Today's Focus, which is originally designed to be about 15 minutes long. Well, first, we know that's not happening. Secondly, there's no way he can cover 10 things about sanctification in an hour. Some of you are probably even laughing, going, he couldn't cover 10 things on sanctification in six months. Okay, look. Set aside all of your negative thinking and all of your cruel and harsh remarks about me and trust that in this episode, I'm going to give you 10 things to know about sanctification. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to be able to explain them. I'm not going to tell you all the possible issues that arises from these 10 things. But I will at least hand the 10 things over to you. I'm going to place it in your capable hands. And then today, your focus will be on these 10 things. Now, what I want you to do now, we're not going to take the time to do this, but if you so want to be a participant, remember, I like in my podcast, I like my audience to be participating. I don't like them to be passive listeners, but active participants in this podcast, What I would challenge you to do today, I don't know if you have time now, whatever, but sometime today, maybe this evening, late at night, whenever, or the very next time you have the opportunity, find a desk, find a table, turn off your phone, have a notebook Pencil is the preferred method since, you know, we're talking about sanctification. I mean, those who are being sanctified use pencil. Those who are in rebellion use pen. Okay, I'm joking. But sit down with a notebook, a pencil, and I want you to, not looking at any other resources, not looking at anything, I want you to write out maybe a paragraph explaining your theology of sanctification. What it is, what it isn't, how it works. I want you to be as specific as possible, right? I want you to be as specific as possible. Someone said Sharpie. Obviously, that this podcast is not really, you know... Helping anyone in their sanctification, uh, because this person is saying they're going to write in Sharpie. So clearly, I mean, clearly I should just give up. And this podcast has proven to be absolutely useless. But that's a different podcast episode. For this one, though, I really, being, now I know we're having a little bit of fun, but seriously, I would want you to write down a paragraph giving your theology of sanctification. I don't want you to think about what you think the right answer could be or should be. What you really, it deep in your heart, what you believe about sanctification, what it is, what it isn't. And I want you to be very specific in how it works. How does it work? How do you know? How do you know sanctification is happening or not happening? Is it even supposed to happen? When does it happen? Is there a past, present, future element of sanctification? Is there a positional, practical side of sanctification? These are important questions. And I think, well, I, I, I well, one, I would love. It would be awesome to get like a hundred you know, a hundred paragraphs from people offering their views on sanctification. But I, I think you know this, I, at least I know this, if I took those hundred and started reading them, do you think there would be a lot of agreement? I think there would be a lot of disagreement, and I think there would be a, a lot of maybe wrong thinking in regards to the subject. I believe sanctification is a very not only important topic, but I think it's somewhat controversial. And I think, and, and you know, one can say it's, you know, it's not an essential doctrine because the way some people understand sanctification, not only is it essential, it directly relates to one's salvation. It is very common within the Christian evangelical world and the time we live. And it's been true for a very long time that I, I know we always have this discussion that within, say, within the Catholicism, they see salvation, they see justification as a process, right? As a process. And within the Protestant world, we say justification is not a process. It's instantaneous. It's a legal declaration where I'm legally declared to be just before God, not on the basis of anything I can do, should do, will do, but on the basis of what Christ did and his imputed righteousness. Within Catholicism, righteousness is infused. So within Catholicism, justification is a process. It starts with an infusion of righteousness, right? And, And within the... Christian world, in the Protestant world, we say justification is not a process. It's an instantaneous act. It's a legal declaration. We call it forensic justification, where I'm legally declared to be just before God, not on the basis of anything I can do, should do, will do, may do, but on the, uh, purely on the basis of what Christ did alone and an infuse not an infused righteousness, but an imputed righteousness. That distinction is absolutely essential but this is where things get convoluted we say that and then we turn around and say now we separate we we separate justification from sanctification they are distinct justification sanctification glorification where we would argue that catholicism in, in some ways merges justification and sanctification together and we typically condemn it but listen to the average C- protestant christian speak because without fail this happens in churches all across the United States of America sanctification even though we separate it will become the proof of one's justification how do you know you're justified well it's on your ju- on your sanctification if you're not being sanctified and if you're not doing this and this and this and this then you're not justified Now, the minute you make sanctification proof of one's justification, then justification then is not just a legal declaration where God declares me to be just because of what Christ did. Now you're saying that justification is I'm declared just, but however, wait for it my sanctification is going to be the thing that actually proves whether I am or I'm not. So if I don't, what, whatever, I, my, whatever my role is in sanctification, if I'm not doing that, if I'm not participating in it, if I'm not being sanctified enough, then I was never justified. So then does that mean justification is not actually a legal declaration? Does that mean justification is not actually based off an imputed righteousness? Justification then would be based off a practical righteousness. So this makes this whole subject very, very critical and very, very essential. Do, how, how separate do you make justification and sanctification or how close do you bring them together? Protestants, non-Catholics, we constantly say we separate them, but I just listen to people talk. They will judge your justification on the basis of your sanctification, making them forever linked together. And then if sanctification is very much proves or connected to your justification, well, then wait a minute. Are you justified by an imputed righteousness or are you justified by an infused righteousness? I mean, these have, these has, this has major theological implications. And I don't think the average Christian understands all of the complexities and the complications that arises from the, when they start speaking about sanctification. And what's frustrating is when you start having these conversations, right? And you try to explain it. I mean, immediately people just basically, they, they, they either say, oh, that's, you, you believe in easy believism. You're an antinomian. You, you're a liberal. You, you're, and it's like, no, I'm trying to make sure, what do you actually believe about justification? Well, it's a legal declaration where I'm declared to be just before God on the basis of the imputed righteousness of Christ and his obedience, Okay, well, then you can't judge that on the basis of my sanctification. (laughs) You can't judge that. My justification would be judged on the basis of Christ's work. It would be judged on the basis of his righteousness. My justification would be judged on the perfection of Christ. And you can judge that all day. And I'm going to come up justified every single time because it's based off the perfection of Christ. But if you base it off my sanctification, which will never be perfect and will never be complete in this life, then you will always call into question my salvation. Especially if you're judging sanctification based off the law of God, which demands perfection internally and externally. So this is a subject that every Christian must absolutely take the time to write down a paragraph truly explaining their understanding of sanctification. It's got to be perfect. It needs to be clearly outlined. And, and only because you can then go, wait a minute, what have I done here? I think, I'm, I think my, my definition of sanctification destroys my de- de- definition of justification. I think in many churches, their teaching on sanctification contradicts and destroys their teaching on justification. Now, this is only supposed to be 15 minutes long, and I'm already at 11 minutes, so you see how well this is going. All right, so we're going to talk about 10 things you should know about sanctification. I'm not going to explain any of them. I just want you to write them down. But before we do anything, these 10 things is based off a book. The name of this book, and you should look for it, see if you can find it. The the name of this book is entitled, I Don't Want to Know About the Author, the name of this book is "Sanctification as Set Apart and Growing in Christ." Sanctification as set apart and growing in Christ by uh, Marnie. Or well, well, they have this on uh, the book cover. It's M A R N Y Marnie Kostenberger K O S T E N B E R G E R. Marnie, that's literally the way it's written on the book cover, M A R N Y Kostenberger. Sanctification as set apart and growing in Christ, Marnie Kostenberger. Now, if you look at the the advertisement that I'm looking at for for this book, it's actually Margaret Elizabeth Kostenberger, but on the cover they have Marnie, M A R N Y Kostenberger. Again, sanctification as set apart and growing in Christ. Just a a little description here. In this addition to the short studies in biblical theology, um, Marnie Kostenberger explores the topic of sanctification, being set apart by God for holiness, which is the impetus for a believer's God-given mission. Now, I don't know anything about Margaret Elizabeth Kostenberger. I don't know anything about this Short Studies in Biblical Theology series. I don't know anything about the series, but I thought this would be uh, an, an interesting book possibly for you to look at and to read. Look, when you read when you read a lot of books on sanctification, I think I personally I see with the, especially within the Protestant world and in the, in the non-Catholic world, I think you see this tension of almost attacking almost destroying the doctrine of justification. And I don't think you can undermine the doctrine of justification simply to have a, what you feel is a better doctrine of sanctification. They have to be at work in harmony in some way, shape, or form. They have to, right? You either have to say, no, we're not justified. It's not a legal declaration. It's a process and justification and sanctification go together. And you don't have one without the other. It's a process. Or if in a more classic Protestant Reformation, justification is a legal declaration based off what Christ did. Sanctification is something separate. It's separate and it is a process. And that process doesn't impact my justification because my justification is complete and final in what Christ did. And to separate it, to that level. Some people get very nervous and no, no, you can't do that. And they want to bring them closer together. But if you bring them closer together, I feel you're going right back to Rome. Now, in this book, I'm going to read just a little bit here and I'm going to go through these quickly, all right? Here we go. All right. They give 10 things that you should know. And now they have an entire paragraph written before it. I'm not even going to offer that. I'm just going to go through these 10. I'm going to I'm going to repeat them one or two times so that you can write them down. Here we go. Number one, sanctification is a position, not just a process. Sanctification is a position, not just a process. I think that's very important. I think it goes like this I am sanctified in Christ. In Christ, I'm already sanctified. I'm, I'm already, I've already declared to be holy. I am perfect. I am righteous. I'm a new creature in Christ. That is true in my position. There is a aspect of sanctification. It is done. It is complete. And it, and it is, I am sanctified in Christ Jesus. Christ is my sanctification. He is my righteousness. He is my holiness in Christ. I'm sanctified. So it is a position. Not just a process. And I think most of the time Christians talk about the process aspect of it and not the positional aspect of it. I am sanctified. And then we can talk about being sanctified. I am. So so, how's your sanctification? It is perfect. Oh, wait, it's perfect. Yeah. In Christ. So even if you say justification is the proof of my, even if you say sanctification is the proof of my justification, I would say, well, then I'm perfectly justified because in Christ, I'm perfectly sanctified. So sanctification is a position, not just a process. Number two, sanctification is a work of the spirit. Sanctification is a work of the spirit. Number two, sanctification is a work of the Spirit. Now, this raises serious questions. There are so many problems surrounding this idea. If sanctification is a work of the Spirit, then that work should be, ladies and gentlemen, you would think, since the Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, God, the Spirit is all-powerful, the Holy Spirit, they're holy, that, well, you think our sanctification then should be perfect and complete. And if you say, well, we can stop the work of sanctification, then are we greater than God? And then this raises all kinds of questions. And if we don't want to be sanctified and therefore we resist the work of the Spirit, why wouldn't the Spirit then override our not wanting to and make it a want to? And therefore shouldn't all of our sanctification be perfect? And if it's a work of the Spirit, then why is everyone's work of sanctification different in everyone's life? And then if, if I don't, if I'm not sanctified enough, do I blame the Spirit? Oh, so many questions. All right. But number two, sanctification is a work of the spirit. Number three, sanctification like salvation is by grace through faith. Now that's interesting. Sanctification like salvation is by grace through faith. So then is sanctification not involve work. Sanctification like salvation is by grace through faith. Number four, biblical theology can help us clarify confusion about biblical teaching. Biblical theology can help us clarify confusion about biblical teaching. Now, I don't know exactly what they want us to do with that in regards to sanctification. I think what they seem to be implying, there's lots of confusion in biblical teaching about sanctification. So therefore, we need to understand biblical theology. All right, maybe, okay. But that, that's number four. I don't know exactly... But all right, we we would have to spend some time on this one. Number four, biblical theology can help us clarify confusion about biblical teaching. Number five, sanctification is grounded in the eternal holiness of God. Sanctification is grounded in the eternal holiness of God. What do you think that means? If sanctification is grounded in the eternal holiness of God, what does that mean? And well, you can just... Well, spend your own time thinking that through. Number six, we cannot adequately understand the New Testament teaching on sanctification apart from the Old Testament. Now, that's interesting. We cannot adequately understand the New Testament teaching on sanctification apart from the Old Testament. All right. Number seven, sanctification is daily. Sanctification is daily. Number eight, sanctification is not trying harder to be holy. Sanctification is not trying harder to be holy. Well, if it's not trying harder to be holy, well, then see, we got all kinds of questions here. Now, this one is very interesting. Number nine, sanctification is not optional. Sanctification is not optional. Now, once again, we have to draw this distinction between position and practice. Obviously, sanctification is not optional positionally because in Christ, I am already sanctified. But when you say it's not optional in practice, what do you mean by that? And if someone doesn't have enough sanctification in their life that meets your criteria, then do you throw them out of the body of Christ and say they're not saved? Well, then that would destroy the doctrine of justification being by imputed righteousness and not infused righteousness and being a legal declaration where I'm declared to be just because of the work of Christ. So what do you mean that it's not optional? What do we mean by that? And then number 10, sanctification will not be complete until we get to heaven. Now, I think everyone pretty much agrees with that. Sanctification, most do. Sanctification will not be complete until we get to heaven. Sanctification will not be complete until we get to heaven. These are 10 things you should know about sanctification. I will repeat them all one more time. Number one, sanctification is a position, not just a process. That to me is one of the most important points so far that I think in this entire list. Sanctification is a position, not just a process. So if you do take my challenge to write out your own paragraph explaining your theology of sanctification, well, I would say, well, no, actually, I'm not going to say that. I will say this. You just write out your theology of it. Don't worry about what I just said. Because I was going to say, you better include that. But then that would be me trying to impose my theology of sanctification upon your definition. But I want you to write down your definition so that you can just see what you really believe in regards to the subject. All right. So number one, sanctification is a position, not just a process. Number two, sanctification is a work of the Spirit. That's the one that's most troubling to me and leads me you know, sleepless nights and hours of confusion and wanting to just give up because, oh, that raises so many problems. Number three, sanctification like salvation is by grace through faith. That that raises some questions. Number four, biblical theology can help us clarify confusion about biblical teaching. I'm not so sure what they mean by that. Number five, sanctification is grounded in the eternal holiness of God. That's interesting. Don't know exactly... Um, I, I would I would like to see how that would play out practically. Number six, we can we cannot adequately understand the New Testament teaching on sanctification apart from the Old Testament. Number seven, sanctification is daily. Number eight, sanctification is not trying harder to be holy. Number nine, sanctification is not optional. And number ten, sanctification will not be complete until we get to heaven. And those 10 are based off the book that I would challenge everyone to look up and possibly purchase a copy just to spend some time reading on sanctification, maybe from a perspective that you have not heard before, maybe one you'll agree with, maybe one you'll completely disagree with, maybe one that if we read it, we will say is completely wrong, but it would still be a, a good exercise. The name of the book is Sanctification as Set Apart Sanctification as set apart and growing in Christ. Sanctification as set apart and growing in Christ. The name of the author is Margaret Elizabeth Kostenberger, but on the copy of the cover of the book, it's just her name is Marnie, M-A-R-N-Y, Kostenberger, K-O-S-T-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. If you get the book and you start reading it, I want detailed review. I want a detailed comments. I want I want I want daily updates, all right? To know what you're learning or seeing or what you think is good or like I look, I just read this chapter and I have no idea what they're talking about. Screenshot, please do a podcast episode on that. That makes it super simple. But I'm going to try to get a copy of the book and try to get to it when I can. All right? Those are 10 things about sanctification. 10 things about sanctification. Whatever you believe about sanctification, here's what I would challenge you. If you're you're a Catholic, then obviously you're not going to take this challenge because you have a completely different view of justification. You believe it's a process. You believe justification and sanctification are... It's all, it's all grouped together, right? It all merges together and you don't have one without the other, right? I mean, justification, sanctification, you know, yeah, justification is this process and you're infused with righteousness and you must cooperate with this process. You need the sacraments and then you could lose, be no longer in a state of grace and you got to get back in a state of grace and then you have to go to purgatory If you even die in a state of grace, to have more of your sins purged before you can even get to heaven. We know that entire system, and the Protestant Reformation condemned that system. We come along and say, justification is a... Uh, A legal declaration where God declares the sinner to be just, not because they stop being a sinner, not because they get better, not because they will do better. No, he declares them to be perfectly just on the basis of an alien foreign righteousness alone. And that alien foreign righteousness is that of Christ. His passive and active obedience is imputed to the sinner by faith alone, and at that moment, they are justified. They are declared to be holy, righteous, perfect. It's a legal declaration, forensic justification. We are legally now just. Nothing can change that. My actions no matter how contradictory they are to that legal declaration it has no bearing on that legal declaration because that legal declaration is based off the finished work of Jesus Christ it is finished it is complete in Christ i am a new creature the old is gone everything is new i am perfect i am holy i am righteous i'm I, I i'm obedient all right now sanctification is separate from that now, there, the, the, I am sanctified one in Christ, so I am perfectly sanctified in my position, but practically, my, now sanctification is a process. And it's messy and it's ugly and there's failure and there's sin and there's, there's all kinds of problems. You cannot then point to the sanctification to judge someone's justification. And that's what Christians do constantly. So whenever you write out your paragraph laying out your theology of sanctification, I really want you to do that. Make sure it, you know, you give all of it, what it is, how it works. Make sure you're practical. Then I want you to stop and ask yourself, does this definition contradict a proper understanding of justification? So many times when I hear sermons on sanctification, I just look and I just want to say they just contradicted everything they say they believe about justification. They just literally destroy the doctrine of justification. Our, our theology of sanctification cannot destroy our theology of justification. Our theology of sanctification cannot contradict our theology of justification, and I feel that we're in a perpetual state of doing that within much of the evangelical, non-Catholic world. Today's focus, it's very simple. Sanctification, I've given you 10 things. Look at those 10 things, think about it, meditate, talk about those 10 things, right? You say, but you didn't give an explanation. I know. I just handed them to you. doesn't mean we won't come back and, 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 and work on those 10 things at some point. But for now, I just wanted to hand them to you. I gave you a book to look up. I gave, you some, I gave you an exercise. So I think I've done a pretty good job for today's focus, giving you something specifically to focus on and work on. Now, I've done my part. The rest is up to you. What will you do with all of this today? Hopefully, you will engage and participate to your own, hopefully, spiritual benefit. That is your today's focus for Thursday, June the 29th, 2023.